are. Are you ready? I'm a lady. And welcome to Idol Days, the show about idol animes. I'm Sarah. And I'm Star. And welcome to the summer of Love Live. Live, laugh, love, live. Live, Sarah's laugh, love, live. <laughs> I can't believe you. Yes, we're finally doing it. We're doing love, live. We couldn't put it off forever, so it's finally happening. <laughs> welcome to... This is going to be like... Kingdom Hearts, the sea salt ice cream, is going to be salty and sweet. I am the salt. And I'm the sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and we combine to form... Roxas. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is my favorite idol anime. Kingdom Hearts probably... I... Okay. We'll get into Melody of Memories on our own time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they did just announce that. We're dating the episode. So, Sarah, you watched Love Live. I watched Love Live, School Idol Festival, the original one, the, the one from 2012 or 2013. The OG. The OG. O-G-L-L. O-G-L-L-S-I-P. Sip. And this was the first time I've watched it all the way through. I uh, previously only watched up to, uh, we'll get to it, I've only watched up to the Nico episode before, the first one. Did you stop watching it? because of the nico episode no i stopped watching it because i started watching other things but yes yeah see sarah i've been you've been like keeping me slightly updated on your progress as you've been watching this and i keep wanting to ask you your opinions but i'm like no save it for the podcast save it for the podcast save it for the podcast and now we're in the podcast now we're in the podcast yes and i guess my personal history is well i guess you'll feel the same way as me is when it came out it was really 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 hyped up and in a lot of ways, I felt like overhyped. So I might have watched one episode and that might have been it. Uh, not for any other reason, except it was really hyped up. Mm -hmm. And then I just hadn't watched any of it since about 2014. <laughs> and here we are in 2020. Tway. So, so um, yeah, tell me about your relationship <laughs> with A Love Alive. <laughs> ah! Okay, so I have a very complicated emotional history with this show, because here's the thing, y'all. I want you to come and, and listen to this podcast and listen to my opinions from the opinions of someone who started watching this show when there were only two episodes out. I... I wanted I was like in the throngs, like the depths of my Idol Master obsession. We were still in college. I had so many Makoto pictures on my wall. And I was like, this was me just getting into idols. And like so, so freaking hype. Hell yes, new idol show for me to watch. This is gonna be great. I was so excited. I was so ready to love it. And then I didn't. Ah. And it's so frustrating because i wanted to love this show you wanted so to love love bad. live laugh, i wanted love, to love 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 so bad and i just it didn't grab me i will admit like there were some scenes that i liked i do prefer some characters over others but for the most part they all fell really flat for me and like the plot was not very compelling and I just couldn't get invested in this show. And I couldn't understand why. But see, here's the thing, though. It took a few years for this show to really take root in the U.S. Yes, I'm not true. sure how pop. I'm not sure how popular it was in Japan right away. But I remember those first 
first couple years, right after the anime came out, I have vivid memories of being at, like, San Japan 2014 and seeing, like, one Nozomi cosplayer. And I came up behind her and I was like, oh, hey, I like your I like your Love Life costume. And she turned to me and she, like, gasped. It was like, oh, my gosh, really? I've been wearing this costume all weekend and you're the first person who's recognized me. Whoa. Wow. Yes. So that gives you an idea of how long I've been into the series. Cut to exactly one year later, you can't walk three feet without bumping into a Love Life cosplayer. They are everywhere. You can buy pre-made costumes of, like, literally every single outfit. And you want to know what I'm pretty sure is the reason why? They localized the mobile game. And it between... was free, which was a big it deal. Was... It's a free mobile game with microtransactions because it's a gotcha game. So it's a spend money to try and get your high-res JPEG yes. waifus. But that was a big deal because up until this point, I don't know if there were any show or the any anime yeah, any not rhythm licensed. Game. And I don't know if there were any idle uh, mobile games that were licensed in English. This was, Yeah, this was the very beginning yes. of the boom that I'm pretty sure was caused in no small part by Love Live. Like this franchise oh, yes, opened a lot of doors. And a lot like, of it, again, was I acknowledge, free mobile game. Yes. And I, listen, listen, listen. I acknowledge <laughs> that this show has done a lot for the idol anime franchise, like the idol anime industry. My biggest issue with this show is I think it's very overhyped for what it is. Like Frozen. Like Frozen. It's kind exactly. of like Frozen. It's like, it's okay. I don't have a problem with people liking this show. You guys like what you like. I enjoy stuff that I would not recommend to other people. It's like, it's fine. If you want to like the show, go crazy. I don't care. Just, it's not the best idol anime in the universe, and I wish that people would stop treating it like it is. Please broaden your horizons. Star is salty because she wants everyone to love Makoto instead. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's, that that was Star Salty, but here's my sweet, is I just watched it for the first time, and I liked it. Traitor. <laughs> We're here now. I, I just said people are allowed to like the show. I don't care. Sarah, you're allowed to like the show. I had a feeling you would like it. It's the best idol anime ever. Actually, I don't I think. I will drive to Georgia and punch you. <laughs> I don't think that. I just wanted to say that to bring out the salt. <laughs> it worked. Congratulations. <laughs> but yes, I watched Love Life for the first time and I liked it. So. We'll have our salty and sweet. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are listening because either they have heard of Love Live or they really like Live Live, like Love Live. <laughs> but I I don't think this is going to be one of the animes where people haven't heard of it. I think this is one where you probably have heard of Love Live. I feel like that is a pretty generous take. Yeah, it's like you have definitely at least heard of this show if you are at all familiar with the anime i'm sure you've all been to tuesday morning and have seen those placards live laugh live laugh love live <laughs> sarah no i i made the love live one on twitter so it's like so live good. laugh and then i cropped out the love and replaced it with the love live logo yes absolutely and then you know e. my favorite book eat pray love live <laughs> We could do this all day, but we should talk about the show. We'll talk about the show. We'll we'll meme in between, but we should talk about it. Right, so we'll get into it. We'll sprinkle in our memes. First of all, we'll go ahead and we'll start with all the characters. Mm -hmm. 
will go kind of in order of their, I guess, introduction slash importance. Yeah, because this is one of those shows where, like, I do appreciate they don't throw all nine characters at you at once. Yes, they are definitely gradually added. It's like Pokemon. You got to catch them all, but slowly. From the subtitle of Love Live School Idol Project, uh, the other thing to note is that they are all in school. Yes. So I will also, they're also kind of divided up by grades. So first year, second mm-hmm. year, third years. Yeah, the second years are like the heavy air quotes main characters mm-hmm. because they're the first ones we're introduced to. Yes. So we'll start with second years. So probably the first one we'll talk about is Honoka. She is orangey hair. She has a little side ponytail. Uh, she's the main character type, leader type. Yes, she is like the picture perfect main character archetype. She is ginger. She is happy to be here. She is the one who drags everybody in on the shenanigans. She's the Genki one. She has a side ponytail. I I jokingly call this show Side Ponytail the anime. There's a lot of them. There's so many, Sarah. Yeah. Everybody's got a side ponytail. If they don't have a side ponytail in their main character art, at some point in one of the costumes, they're given a side ponytail. I was about to say that. (laughs) Everybody gets a fucking side ponytail. Side ponytail the anime. The next one I'll talk about is Umi. Uh, She is Chihaya. (laughs) (laughs) I was taking a drink of my water because I figured you were going to talk for a minute. (laughs) So we have Chihaya. Sarah, I almost snarfed water all over my keyboard. She's the blue one who's serious with the long hair. She's not as serious as Chihaya. More than anything, she's she's like embarrassed of idleness. Yes. She like gets embarrassed over wearing a short skirt and gets embarrassed over being moe. And she's like, no, I can't do it. But she does it anyway. Whereas Chihaya is just like, meh. She's the studious one. And also, she also does archery. It doesn't really come mm-hmm. up much, but it just kind of goes to show that she's like focused, disciplined. Mm-hmm. And then the last of the second years is Kotori. And she has like that ashy, blondish, greenish hair. And she's the green one. Side ponytail. Side ponytail, but it does a little loopy. She's got like a comb over. It's like her ahoge is contained by a ponytail. <laughs> it's like there's too much ahoge here. I'm going to wrap it up and put it away. And I feel like uh, her personality is kind of just she's like a little wishy-washy, in my opinion. Yeah, she she's just kind of goes along with whatever Honoko wants, yes. which comes up later. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the other big thing about her is her mom is the principal of the school. And her, Sarah, the comb-over is hereditary because her mom has it, too. Oh, yeah, they have the same haircut. That's how you know they're related. They have the same haircut, but the mom doesn't have the side loopy, right? She just has the comb over. She just has the comb over. It's genetic, Sarah. Oh, yes. Genetic anime comb over. But this is how you know they're related, is the haircut. We went over this with Idolish 7. You need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is how you know. Anime genetics. Anime genetics. So those are the first years. Uh, or the second years. Oh, gosh. Those second are the second years. years. The first group we're introducing, but the second year students. Yes. Uh, and next, I'll introduce the first years because they're kind of the next ones you're kind of introduced in, more or mm-hmm. less ish. Big shrug. Big shrug. Uh, first, there's Maki. Uh, she has reddish hair and like pointy eyes, and she's kind of the Sundere one. She's uh, very Sun Sun. She plays pony. She she plays ponytail. She plays ponytail. She plays piano. <laughs> she plays piano. And then speaking of ponytails, I love her because her little workout outfit. 
what she does is like she has like this like medium length hair and she puts ponytails at the very tips of her medium length hair. So, it like, makes no sense. It's like it doesn't do anything, but it's funny to me. It's like when you put your hair in a ponytail and then you just like sleep in it for a couple days and it just like gradually moves down your hair. Yes. That's what her workout outfit hair is. Uh, and next, Hanayo. Uh, she's the shy one. Mm-hmm. And she's also like secret like idol fangirl. Mm-hmm. She's the she's the hidden Wodage. Yes, uh, she has like brownish blondish hair. It's like light brown. Yeah, light brown. Very short. She she has glasses at first, and I remember watching this with a mutual friend of ours for the first time. She got so upset when the glasses came off, and she never put them back on again. Big mood. She's like, no, she was so much cuter with the glasses. Put them back up, put them back on. <laughs> and then Hanayo's friend is Rin, and she's the sports one. She's sports and big nya energy. Yeah, she goes nya after everything. It's it's a lot. Yeah. The nya's. But uh, she has, like, orangish hair. I remember that she's orange hair, Rin, because she's, like, she looks like a basketball. And she's a sports one. Because <laughs> her hair looks like a basketball. 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 I feel like that's the second time I've made, I've referenced that in the podcast. I need everybody to go look up the bad lip sync, lip reading version of uh, Get Your Head in the Game from High School Musical. So you will understand what I'm talking about when I just start saying <laughs> basketball in a weird voice. It's important. I'll, here, you describe Nico and I'll go look it up on YouTube. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about Nico. Nico is... Nico, Nico, ni. That is part of Nico. <laughs> I just lost a year of my life by doing that. She is a third year. She also looks like the youngest one just because, like, she's the short one. She's, like, who wears her hair in these ponytails. Piggy tails. She has asymmetrical hair, and it drives me crazy. Yes. Her bangs are longer on one side. Her, Riku from Idolish 7 yep. is her cousin. Oh, my God. They're related, <laughs> obviously. I think it's even on the same side, like the longer bangs. They must be related. Oh, gosh. Conspiracy theories. Maybe Nico <gasps> is zero. <laughs> I hope. Okay, listen. I know we're kind of trying to do this podcast in a way that people can listen to the episodes out of order, but if you have, like... We make jokes. Yeah, we're, we do. we're bad at doing this one-off episode thing. Don't no one-off episodes. Everyone needs to watch every anime. There's ever. a continuity to our podcast, apparently. So Nico is Nico, but she has like this split personality where part of her is like perfect Idaru. It's like, look, I'm the idol. I had to do my best. Look at me. I'm so cute. Don't you want to spend all your money on JPEGs of me? Yes. So she is, she's like <laughs> what the trolls tell you that e-girls are. Ah! <laughs> Nico's an e-girl. The original e-girl. Nico is the original quote unquote e-girl. She just needs little hearts and eyeliner underneath her eyes. You know, maybe. Oh, gosh. So that's Nico. Nico would be the type of person who would be the villain in any other anime. Yes. And for some reason, everyone's just okay with her being in the friend group. Yep. But we'll get more into her in the future, especially season two. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm trying to keep the salt to a minimum, but it's a lot of work. That's okay. Next is Nozomi. Uh, she is kind of, she's a mysterious one. She has these tarot cards. Uh, she has like purple hair that's like in two long twin tails. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, she's the student council vice president, and she also is really gross for one specific reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mm-hmm. quick content warning for anyone who is uncomfortable with uh, sexual assault, but she gropes other well, the girls' breasts and talks about their appearance a lot. Yeah, her cute, her cute character trait is that she comes up behind girls and grabs their boobies because that's what girls do, you know? Yeah, it's it's not great. And if you guys, anyone listening, because I know that Love Life has an audience where people can be young. And if any of mm-hmm. you are young and you're like, maybe this is just a thing that people do in high school. Don't fucking do that. It's not. Don't do it with your friends. Like, you don't have to be young to not do this. I'm just assuming that. You know, once you grow up, you realize it's not a thing. But don't do this to your friends. Don't do this at cons. Don't do this to other cosplayers. Friends don't grow up friends. Friends don't grow up friends. And if you feel like you want to, for whatever reason, you do it with consent. Ask permission first. Ask permission. And if the person seems like they're stuck in a corner or they're hesitant about it or they're like, eh, then then that's a no. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything other than a solid stare dead in the eyes and go, yes, touch my titties. That's the only time. It. So just unless they're being sarcastic, read the room. Not not good. Not a good thing. Like there's there's Big parts no. about her character that are fun. So I understand if you want to cosplayer or draw fan art of her, but this is something that should not be encouraged. It was I I just know this was put in the show explicitly for dudes getting off on girls touching each other's boobies and i hate that yep it's not good so that's my big psa about nozomi i'm not gonna bring that up uh for the rest of the time probably just so in case it is something that is triggering for you i don't want that to be too big of a focus but just be aware that it's a thing that happens and it's not okay and if you are someone who is looking at love live and you want to replicate because i like when i was in high school my friends and i had this thing where we would act out scenes from Warren high school host club which was already problematic (laughs) don't act out these things okay (laughs) all right and then the last one i'll talk about or last idol is ellie uh she's the student council president uh she is also kind of a serious one. Uh, at least she's she's half Japanese, so she's blonde. Yeah, she's the half Japanese blonde one, like me, just like you, like just like me, <laughs> and everyone else in the world who's half Japanese. She is a natural mm-hmm. blonde because blonde is the dominant gene. We've discussed this at length. Yes, and she's like ha- she so she's blonde. She has a ponytail that is not normally on the side. And, uh, oh, she's like half Russian. So she's half Japanese and she's half Russian. Yeah. That's where the blonde comes from. That's where the blonde comes from. But she's the student council president and, uh, yeah, she's serious. So there we go. Yeah, she would, I, she would, I would argue she's the most normal. I agree. (laughs) She's the least like anime trope. Yes. Unless you count like just being serious as an anime trope. Because everybody else is just kind of like, we've got the nya one, we've got the shy uwu one, we've got the we've got the side ponytail genki ginger leader, we've got the shy embellished one. I'm just saying though, maybe Nico's the most realistic. Oh God, I hope not, <laughs> because she's the she's our she's our e girl. <laughs> maybe Nico's best girl. Maybe we're changing our minds. Sarah, don't even joke about that shit. Okay, Moving okay, on. Okay. Moving on. Let's go through the plot of Love Live. Hey. We have all the girls and they go to Otonokizaka High School. 
and they all love their high school so much, especially Honoka. Mm-hmm. And What's she- special about this high school? I don't know. But their high school, it's in Tokyo. Uh... It, from what I can tell, it's an all-girls school, but mm-hmm. <laughs> big shrug to the sky. <laughs> Animators don't want to draw boys. It's an all-girls school, suddenly. Oh, yes. And then you find out that, very beginning of the episode, you find out that their school <gasps> is going to close. Oh, no! Oh, no! The show just started and it's already over! Oh, time to turn off the anime. Rip. And no one is more sad about this than our poor girl, Honoka. Oh, no. Ginger, side ponytail, what are you gonna do? I know. So she's like, I am so sad. The school's closing. So she's like, I need to figure out what I'm gonna do. And so Honoka goes home and she has a little sister named Yukio. So her little sister, not not Idol Master Yukio, but sister Yukio <laughs> is looking like cuz she's like a uh, third year at middle school or junior high. Mm-hmm. A babby. Yeah, she's a little babby and she's like, "Well, I'm looking at schools I'm going to go to next year." And Hanukkah's like, "You got to go to Otonokizaka cuz it's going to shut down." And then Yuki's like, "Nah, I'm going to go to UTX. It's like the <laughs> coolest school." So Hanukkah's like, okay, but but what if? And then her sister's like, nah. So, so, there's a <laughs> so basically their their high school sucks, and so it's getting shut down because not enough people are enrolling. No, it's not enough people. So then Hanukkah's like, okay, gotta figure out what this UTX thing's about. And so she decides to go to UTX, which is also in Tokyo, but this one's in Akihabara. <laughs> I just, I get so confused because in Austin, we have the University of Texas. I keep UT. thinking it's University <laughs> of Texas, too. So so it, it's it's the University of Texas extreme. She, so she goes to the giant University of Texas in Akihabara. And then, <laughs> and then while she's there, she sees the University of Texas's idol group <laughs> arise. And they are, like, the hypest group in town. They're, like, on, like, these fancy billboards. And then there's, like, huge crowds that are around the school just, like, watching the school idols from the University of Texas, like, do their little dancing (laughs) thing. Sarah, is this just... Is, are we just going to run with this gag for the whole episode? Whole, whole, two episodes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Summer of Love Live, baby. Yeah, we're here. Oh, Lord. But, yeah, so Hanukkah gets inspired by the University of Texas. Austin. Yeah, because... So, so you were the one who watched this show. I have not watched this show since it first came out. But what I do remember is that... um. A lot of the places in the show are based off of real places, especially the ones in Akihabara, because like that's where both of the schools are. Mm-hmm. And when I lived in Japan, I would go to Akihabara like at least once a month, and I know exactly where this is because this is a real place. We ate at a restaurant inside this building that they made oh, into a school for this anime. That's where the Moss Burger was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so like that that giant sky bridge that she's on and that TV is there. It's like right next to the Gundam Cafe, I think. Heck yeah. <laughs> you could go watch some idols and then go eat some Gundams. Crunch. But yeah, so 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 these are the first school idols that we find out about, right? Yes, they are. But it kind of is establishing that in this world, there are school idols and they're already a big deal. Mm-hmm. 
So then Honoka's like, well, hey, school idols are a big deal. They're drawing a huge crowd. I have an idea. Bing! Bing! And then Honoka's like, why don't I make school idols to keep my school from not being a school anymore? And so launches into the plot. And so launches into an entire franchise. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah, the first people she kind of convinces are her friends, uh, Kotori and Umi, mm-hmm. uh, because they're her friends. And Kotori will do anything that Honoka says. And Umi's like, well, I guess I'm here, too. Yeah. Uh, but Umi's kind of more like, OK, I'll do this as long as you're serious about it and don't like give up right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be a flake. Yeah, don't be flaky about it, and like, don't be like, "Oh, this is just happy fun time." You need to realize that, like, it's also like if you're gonna make this a thing and it's gonna be a club, we have to be serious and make it a real club. And we can't be cringy either, because here's the thing, Sarah. There's like so much suspension of disbelief with this show because the mere concept, the idea, just like. I think back to my sewing skill in high school. I know. Which was none. And I think back to my singing and dancing skill in high school, which was none. Star, you got to get your head in the game. Sarah, I can't <laughs> believe you. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> well, okay. I, I agree. But then I also think back in high school, like the theater kids were like really. So maybe they were all just like theater kids who didn't have like a musical theater. Who didn't out- have an outlet. And so they, just- <laughs> so they became idols because the theater kids were like, they could do, they could get stuff done. Mm-hmm. They were a lot to be around. Sorry, all theater kids who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be a theater kid, but I didn't have enough electives. Uh, I understand. I was a color guard kid. I was throwing big sticks at trombones. I, I hung out with a lot of theater kids, so. At your high school with three people in it. Oh, my, my little brother was in <laughs> musicals. But yes, my high school was small. But uh, yeah, they, they could, like, a theater kid would be able to sew and dance and sing. Uh, hmm. I don't know, you know, as well as, like, somebody who would be top idol have merchandise after them. But yeah, yeah, you know, definitely suspension of disbelief here. Mm-hmm. Also, this episode, uh, at some point, Honoka is also like <laughs> chilling around and she's like, okay, we need more people for the school idol group. And then she hears some piano music and she's like, oh, some great piano music. Whomst? She stalks down the, the creator of said piano music and it's Maki, redhead girl. Our ginger Sunsun. Yeah, Sundari girl. And Honoka's like, you, be an idol. And Maki's like, mm-hmm. who the fuck are you? Homest. 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 <laughs> but this, so Maki is not in it yet, but Honoka is slowly pushing, being like, hey, 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 you, hey, hey, you're cute, hey. Yes. The other big things that happen in this episode are you start to see some of the tension between uh, Ellie, the, the student council president, and I guess her feelings towards school idols and this whole group and stuff. So Ellie is the blonde one, and she's in her own way trying to save the school from being closed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, she's going up to Kotori's mom, the school principal, being like, I have these ideas. And then Kotori's mom's like, hey, we have like a month to really like get this started. And your ideas are like a 10-year plan, and it's not going to work. And mm-hmm. then 
Nozomi's like, yeah, Ellie, maybe you should listen to her. And Ellie's like, no, I got the way to do this. And then meanwhile, Honguka's running around being like, I'm going to start an idol group. I don't need a 10-year plan. And Ellie's like, no. So when Hon- <laughs> so then later on, Honuka's all like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start my idol group. And there's the three of us, and we're going to be a club. And then Ellie, student council president, is like, sorry, disapproved. That sounds dumb. No. <laughs> Sarah just had this mental image of, like, Ellie with, like, the little stamps. And she it, you just have, like, a shot of the paper as she brings down the stamp on the club application. And when she brings it up, it's just, like, this big red letter stamp that just says cringe. Cringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You have failed the vibe check. You failed the You are vibe now check. henceforth labeled cringe. <laughs> oh, no. So Ellie does disapprove them, and her excuse is that you need to have five people to start a club, which everybody who has watched K-On! knows you need at least five. Everybody who's watched any club-based anime You know knows you this. need five people. Jeez, Honoka. Well, now, now Sarah, in K-On! it's four. In K-On! it was because four. they don't get Azusa till later. That's true, that's true. But Honoka's not, dis- not swayed. She's like, I'll still do it. And so, like, at the end of the episode, they're, they all have, like, an impromptu walk away from the school dancing singing is this really a thing or is this a pv oh look the credits are rolling suspension of disbelief. yeah my my friends call this the let's play around in the street yes song because she's like dancing around and like cars are coming and she's like dodging out of the way while doing a cute little anime girl spin i'm like girl you can get hit by a truck and then your idle dreams are over yeah this one feels almost like as if it was turning into an like actual musical musical so it was mm-hmm. a little bit like are they singing their feelings and it's not really happening in real life? Or are they actually singing, you know, kind of like, you know, like a gallivant, like a musical TV show? Mm-hmm. Although I would re- be remiss if I did not mention that if she did get hit by a truck, we would have Zombieland Saga. So. I mean, <laughs> alternate <you know. laughs> alternate universe love life is Zombieland Saga. Nico is <laughs> Riku's cousin. This is every idol show is connected. <laughs> They're all connected. They're all the connected. Illuminati. Illuminati. We'll get into that the further we get through this podcast. Sir, yes. sir, sir. Yes. Illumicanati. Illumicanati. <laughs> the idols are connected. It's the conspiracy. Umi and Chaihaya are alternate universe, same person. Absolutely incredible. Anyways, it's episode two. Mm-hmm. Yay. And they, the the idol group who is currently unnamed, is like, hey, there's like this the school club get new club members event going on soon. What if we put on a performance in the auditorium? Hey. Which, I mean, like having a performance when you're a club that's about having performances, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. The one problem is that they are not a club. <laughs> No. <laughs> so they go through a lot of struggle trying to convince people to like let them or like convince people, convince Ellie specifically to let them use the auditorium. It's like the vicious cycle of we we need to do this performance to get new members for our club, but we can't get new members for our club. So we can't do a performance. So we can't attract new members for our club. Yes. And then the other big problem is that they don't really have a place to practice because they're mm. not a club. And all of the like the the rooms are meant for club members, and then the gym has all the sports clubs, and they're like, "Well, where do we go?" 
and then the answer is they decide to just go up on the roof because it's an anime. Yup, you gotta have the dramatic roof shots on the animes. They have to be on the roof. So they can scream. And dance. <laughs> so during all this time, Hondoka's trying desperately to recruit people. So she's like, hey, you want to join my club? Want to join my club? Want to join my club? I just imagined her like with a trench coat and like, like <laughs> one of those skeezy dudes from New York. And she's like, hey, 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 kid. She opens like the trench coat and it's just got like, a bunch of like club applications stapled to the inside. She's like, hey, you want to be a school idol? I want to be a school idol. Hey, <laughs> school idol. So there's all this stuff co-happening. So they're trying to have this performance. They're trying mm -hmm. to become a club. They need a place to practice, and then also they need to come up with a name. And also, you know, all the other stuff about writing songs and the fact that they don't have anyone to compose the songs currently. Oh no, what will we do? So then Honoka's like, hey, I know someone who can compose our songs. There's that girl I tracked down the other day who plays piano. So Honoka goes over to Maki and she's like, hey, write a song for us. And Maki's like... No. <laughs> and then Honoka's like, hey, please. And then Maki's like, I just want to like write music that's like serious and not just like fun and games music. And then Honoka's like, but being an idol isn't just fun and games. According to my blue haired friend over here. She's like, okay, if you want to be in, this is like a thing that happened in the first episode. She's like, okay, I'm going to challenge you to do a push up. And then Maki's like, <laughs> doing a push-up isn't hard. And she does a push-up. And then Honoka's like, now you have to do a push-up while you're smiling. And that's what being an idol is. And then Maki's like, wow, that's hard. I guess I'll write a song for you for free. I'll write a song for you for free. And then in the end, they get a song. And then that's not the only thing they get. They also get a suggestion on what their name should be. <gasps> Which is... Muse. But it's not it's not like it's just like a weird Greek character. It's the it's the Greek character Mew. So it's the Greek character Mew with an apostrophe S. Mm. But they but they pronounce it Muse. So like Mew mm -hmm. instead of Muse, like the owner of Mew, <laughs> the Greek character Mew, mm -hmm. it's Muse. Uh Mew possessive. Yes. So like the Greek Muses rather than just Greek word Mew. Mm -hmm. which so it's like it's kind of like you know how prince changed his name for a little bit <laughs> it's just like that i can't imagine how hard it is for these girls every time they want to like write a promo or submission or have people google them. they have to like switch keyboards on their iphones from their japanese keyboard to their greek one <laughs> to write mm -hmm. down mew and then switch it over to english to write the apostrophe s yep. and then back to japanese so episode three, so they have music, they have lyrics because Umi decided to write the lyrics because she's good mm -hmm. at school, I guess. And then Katori is doing all of the outfits. And I feel so bad for her because that's so much sewing. That is so much sewing. But then I think, you know, Kotori's the rich one. So maybe, well, I mean, Maki is too. But Kotori's also rich. So maybe Kotori has like a sweatshop that she's going Oh, no. She's got like her group of but like maids and butlers. And she's just like, no, hem it like this. Hem it like this. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You never know. And you just never see that side of her. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is my Kotori uh, conspiracy theory. <laughs> Kotori conspiracy theory. So episode three, uh, they have their first concert. 
this episode, but not yet because first they're training and they decide that their training place when they're not at school is going to be at a shrine nearby. Mm -hmm. Which is also a real place in real life. And also one of the people who happens to work at that shrine is Nozomi. Oh. This, this is not like a big deal at this point in time, but you start seeing that Nozomi is like watching them being like, oh, I see what's going on. She she's keeping tabs on these. Yes, she's like these, mm, yes, these so. girls who call themselves school idaroos. We will see what fate has in store for them. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So anyway, so they're training because they figure out a way to have their concert in the auditorium. And they're like, okay, we're going to do our song. We have a song now. And we're training here at the shrine. So they do a little prayer at the shrine. And then also Maki stops by and she actually listens to their song, which is cute. So she's like, oh, mm -hmm. this is what I did. I did this. I did this. I did this. And also, so they're working on and stuff. Kotori is like getting all their outfits ready and they put on their outfits and they're super cute. Except Umi is like, oh, no, I'm showing too much legs. But it's also like, girl, your, your school uniform shows about the same amount of legs. I know. They're <laughs> so short. You have like the same legs. It's okay. It's like exactly crotch length. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Because anime. <laughs> because anime. But yeah, it's so they've done their practice and they're like, it's it's time for the club registration concert. So they're handing out their little flyers and Honoka's like, you got to come. You have to promise me to come. Uh, and then during this episode, uh, you see Hanayo, a little brown hair one, who's also like the shy idol fangirl one is looking around mm. and she's like, oh, I am definitely going to this concert. And then Honoka's like, okay, cool. And then she like keeps handing out flyers, but Hanayo's like, I need to see the idols. I love mm -hmm. idols. I, I I understand this feeling with her. There was definitely a time. Starless Japan stories, I was, um, we were in Osaka, me and a friend, and we were just like going on this one little hike in this area behind this park. And out of, we just heard off in the distance, like this cute idol music. And I'm like, we have to go find where that's coming from. And then we found it. And it was like this weird little idol showcase in this park. And it was so cute. We sat there and watched it for like two hours. That's amazing. What a good story. So yes, it's like, she's not my favorite character, but I share this with Hanayo. It's like, I hear idols, I am on the way. And you mean watching Love Life. If you're watching Love Life, you probably like idols to some extent. So relatable. Yep. Relatable content. But yes. So Hanayo's like, okay, I will definitely be there. And meanwhile, it actually does kind of look like Hanukkah's like, she's handing flyers out and people are like, uh-huh, this looks cool. But then at their concert, they go out. They Umi overcomes her fear. Hanukkah's all excited. Kotori made these cute outfits. They go out and the theater is empty. Who could have seen this coming with every idol show ever? <laughs> Nobody ever saw this coming. <laughs> what a mystery. But then, like, right when they're about to, like, be like, oh, well, no one showed up. I guess we should leave. Hanayo rushes in. And she's like, oh, am I late? And then Honoka's like, we have one person. It's We worked too hard for this. Let's have our concert. For this one girl in particular. And so they have their little concert. And like during this time, all the other girls who eventually join the group, like kind of like sneak in or peek in or whatever, make their way in. So they're like kind of watching the idol show. People are like, I heard weeb music coming from this direction. Let's see what that's about. Yes. But it's not like everyone in the school. The only people you see in like in or around the auditorium are the eventual Love Live group. <laughs> so... 
That's how good they are at this point, I guess. I'm I'm not sure if it counts as foreshadowing because you already know they're going to be idols. Oh, yeah. All nine of them, they're in the opening. And they're the ones with the weird hair color, I guess, except for Hanayo, but still. Anime hair. Yes. And then Honoka's all like at the end, she's like, okay, one day we're going to come back to the stadium and it's going to be full. And that's what we're going to do. So Honoka's like, I love being an idol. I'm not going to give up. Let's do this for how many fans we have and they'll get more later. Yay. Let's do this for the rest of a single anime season. Oh, yes. <laughs> so episode four. <laughs> so still the Muse right now, the club, only has three members. And so they're like, well, we had that concert. It was kind of a dud because no one showed up. So we couldn't really convince anyone to join our group. So they're kind of like, well... We got to find more members. So they're like walking around and they're like, maybe we could have these alpacas be members <laughs> because their school has alpacas. Yeah, I never understood that. It's cute. But like, why do you have alpacas at your school? But anyway, so while they're at the alpacas, Kotori starts getting like bit by an alpaca. And then Hanayo comes over and is like, hey, hey, calm down. Because Hanayo is friends with the alpacas. Because why not? <laughs> Because why not? Yeah, because why not? And then while when Hanayo's there, Honoka's like, wait a second, you're the one person who came to her concert. You should be an idol too. And then Hanayo's like, ah, because she's like the shy one. And she's like, mm-hmm. goodbye. <laughs> because I'm she's too, too shy. shy for this activity. Blah. All I, all I can t- the only people who understand me are the alpacas. <laughs> uh, but then you find out that Hanayo at this point in time has not joined a club yet. And she is in, because she's a first year, so she has, this is her first chance to have a club activity. School just started, but she hasn't picked a club. And she talks to her friend, Rin, the Nia Nia basketball head one. <laughs> basketball? Basketball. So, so, uh, so Rin is like, I might, I was thinking about joining track. What were you thinking, Hanayo? And then Hanayo's like, well, there's the idols, but I'm too shy. But then Rin's all like, I'll go with you to the club room. It's okay. I'll encourage you. Uh, We'll do that later. So, (laughs) well, you know, at some point. Uh, Then later that day, Hanayo is like leaving class. And then she sees Maki, red hair, other first year with pointy eyes. And she's like picking up a flyer for what she assumes is Muse and walks away. And then Hanayo's like, oh, wait, that girl just lost her student ID. I should go return it to her. And so Hanayo goes over to Maki's house, which is apparently giant because Maki (laughs) is the very rich one. And Maki is like, hey, what you doing here? And then Hanayo is like, I came to return your student ID. Also, why were you looking at that Muse poster? Are you thinking of joining them too? And then Maki's like, no, I just wrote a song for them. And then Hanayo (laughs) is like, you can write idol songs? <laughs> and then anyway so they have tea and then Hanayo's like wow your voice is really good I've heard you sing before and Maki's like oh I saw you at the concert and I you know maybe if you join Muse I might help you a little bit but not like I want to be your friend or anything soon soon Baka, <laughs> Baka. <laughs> but yeah so afterwards uh, they're like they're both kind of like hmm maybe I will do the idol thing and then on their way home they're like well 
I'm going to pick up some snacks at this Japanese sweet shop. And guess whose mom owns the sweet shop? It's Hanukkah's mom. Oh. Ah! And so Hanayo goes upstairs uh, because uh, because Honoka's mom's like, oh, you're one of Honoka's friends. Go upstairs. Go chill out. And then Hanayo like, o- like oversees like Umi practicing. And she's like, oh, this is so cool. And then Umi gets all embarrassed, et cetera, et cetera. But then Honoka's <laughs> like, hey, you're here. Why are you at my house? But also, why don't you be an idol? It's like, welcome to my home. You cannot escape. You cannot escape until you sign this club form. <laughs> and Hanaya's like, yeah, I, I can't. I, I like idols, but I am too shy. And then Umi is like, I am also shy. But this is like, we're doing this. Like, it's a thing. We're serious. It's almost like, you know, it's not professional. You don't have to be the best idol ever. But it's also like, you can do it as long as you're motivated. It's like a sports thing. Don't think about it as just like your American Idol. Think about it as like it's a club. <laughs> We're Japanese idols, damn it. Not the American ones. Gosh. Later that night, they like all of the first years end up having like thoughts about like idols. So like you see Maki and she's like watching like a video from the concert. And then Rin is like looking at all the her cute dresses. And then Hanayo is like remembering how much she liked singing as a baby and how much she likes idols now. <laughs> yeah so then the next day uh maki's like hey uh maybe i'll coach you on singing a little bit and you can be an idol not again because i want you to be an idol or anything or like i want to join an idol club or anything and then rin's all like we're gonna sign you up for the club now and then like both of them end up like fighting over an io <laughs> being like <laughs> who's going to make you an idol uh and in the end uh they both drag an to the roof and then Hanayo's like, I want to join your idol group. And she says it like on her own while the other two are arguing. So it's like she kind of spoke up for herself, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Go, baby, go. She did good. And then Honoka's like, welcome to the club. And then Umi and Kotori, you know, because Honoka's like shaking Hanayo's hand. And Umi and Kotori are like, hey, welcome to the club, you other two. And then they're kind of like, okay. <laughs> so Maki <laughs> and Rin and Hanayo have all joined the club. Yay! And at the very end, after the credits, you see a mysterious pigtailed girl at a computer typing hate comments on their video and being like, (laughs) (laughs) Cannot believe. (sighs) Because the next character that you meet in episode five is the character who would be the villain in any other idol show. She would be the villain. She would absolutely I don't be the understand villain. why they let her in the friend group. Uh, anyway. So yeah, episode five. Uh, they're practicing at the shrine when Kotori senses a presence and they all point her out. And it's a mysterious pig-tailed girl, the same one from the end of the last episode. The same one who you know who it is because they're all on, like, the cover of the anime. Yep. But the girl is like, your group needs to break up now. You guys aren't good. And then she leaves. (laughs) (sighs) Because that's what's going on this episode. Jealous. Yep. So anyways, all the girls, they're like, hey, we have enough people. So next day at school, they're like, we have enough people that we have our own group. 
So, and apparently we have a hater now. So I guess people will notice if we start messing up. So we need to be a little bit more serious <laughs> because we have a hater. Know, here's the thing though. Yeah. Like once you start getting hate comments online, it's like, oh, people are taking us seriously now. Cool. Yeah. Because they're kind of like, the other thing too is like they had their first performance and then their videos showed up online on this like idol ranking website. And they're like, we have no idea how it showed up here, but someone filmed it. And it's online. Who posted this? And we're getting some like comments, but we're also getting some hate comments from the strange person whose username is Nico Nico Nee sixty nine. Oh my god! Incredible. So they're like, okay, we're good enough where people are noticing us, but we need to like take it seriously and keep practicing and be good. So we have to win over our haters. We have to win over all of our haters. Which, once again, suspension of disbelief. Yep, absolutely. When you're trying to make a name for yourself online, you just ignore those fools and you just keep going on with your business. You can't please everyone. But unfortunately, they can't practice that day because it's raining and they practice on the roof, which again is, you know, if they slip and fall, it's a safety hazard. If they get struck by lightning, I mean, I guess it's an anime. It's so. Zombieland Saga. <laughs> exactly. Like, worst case around <laughs> an anime is you probably see their skeleton a few times and, like, Pikachu stuff, but still not a good idea. Pika Pika Pee! So Honoka is like, hey, I just, I, I need to do this, but we can't do it. So, like, they need to find somewhere else, and they couldn't find anywhere else to do stuff. So they all go to, basically, McDonald's, and Honoka's stress eating. And while they're eating, there's this gag where each of them start eating or like pick up a fry or grab a sandwich. And then they look down and their fry is gone or their sandwich is gone. And this part was actually decently funny to me. <laughs> so they're all like... It's like there's an invisible seagull Stealing somewhere. our stuff. <laughs> and what you as the viewer know is that the next booth over, there is Nico, the, the pigtailed girl. And she is listening in and she is also slowly stealing their food. <laughs> Because internet hate comments weren't enough. Now there's petty theft involved. Yes, she she needs to listen to them. She needs to hate stalk them <laughs> and just listen to how much they are not practicing or whatever right now. But see, here's the thing, though. I, I can actually see this being totally high schooler mentality. Right. Of like, I hate this person. I'm going to become obsessed with them now. <laughs> I'm going to watch everything they do i'm going to watch them eat i'm going to steal their food <laughs> yeah it's true mm -hmm. it's very high school it really is uh but the girls catch nico stealing a burger <laughs> and nico like grabs a burger and she's like it's time to break up and then honoka's like it's time to give me back my fries <laughs> and then i was like there's probably you should probably take priority of one of those things <laughs> But yeah, so Nico's like, you guys are a disgrace to idols. You don't know anything about idols. You don't understand idols. You got to break up. And she like leaves the, the place and she doesn't give Honoka back her fries, which... That bastard. If that wasn't reason to feel like this was not someone you want in your friend group, like stealing your fries? Like... Not the fries, man. When you're in high school, a thing of fries that's like a dollar seven cents is so much. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have disposable income. You're like 12. Exactly. And then even if you have a job in high school, you're making like the $7 an hour. And then like it's taken away from tax and you work part time. So you maybe only can work for three hours on the weekend. A dollar fry is a lot. 
You just stole my whole allowance in potato crisps, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, not good. So anyways, next day at school, Honoka's like, hey, we have six people. Let's apply for a club. Woohoo. Hey. And then Ellie is like, I am mad and mean and you cannot have a club even though you have six members because there's already a club that exists called the Idol Research Club. And the names are too close, I guess. <laughs> you have you have failed the vibe check <laughs> once again. Access denied. Stamp. Cringe. Cringe. And then Nozomi's like, hey, uh, why don't you go over to the Idol Research Club? Maybe you guys can merge together. Tee hee hee giant troll look. Because mm. guess guess who is the one and only member of the Idol Research Club? Which, here's the thing, though. <laughs> There's only one member of the Idol Research Club, so that technically should not be considered a club. Ellie! Yeah, she's she's definitely very biased against Muse. Mm -hmm. He's like, I hate this idols in particular. I hate these idols. No, I mean, she probably wasn't president when Nico started it, so... Mm -hmm. But yeah, they go in, and it's Nico, and Nico is like... Oh no, they found me. <laughs> and so then there's like a like a little scene of Nico like running around uh that I just wanted to point that out because Nico does Naruto run. Oh my god, does she? I don't remember that. Yes, yeah, she does. She does she does not use her arm. She straight up Naruto runs. Neural. Yep. But yeah, they catch her, uh and I have the power of God and anime on my side. Nico, I think she eventually gets getting caught because she falls into the alpaca thing or whatever. Maybe that's why the alpacas are there. They're a Nico trap. <laughs> There's a song in uh, the the spin-off series Love Life Sunshine Sunshine called Strawberry Trapper. So this is the prequel Nico Alpaca Trapper. Nico Alpaca Trapper. And the super super prequel is Trapper Keeper. That's a completely different thing. I was going to say back when we were in high school we had Trapper Keepers, not Alpaca Trappers. <laughs> Or Nico Trappers. Or Nico Trappers. Or Strawberry Trappers. Why do we even need to place a trap for a strawberry? They're inanimate. They don't move. That we know of. Uh, I've seen Veggie Tales. Fruit Tales aren't for all. Here's my original character, Cecilia the Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> this has taken a weird Yes, it turn. really has. Well, they catch Nico. <laughs> Going back to things. And they're all in the club room trying to be like, Hey, hey, Nico, Nico, hey, hey, Nico, uh, you, you want to let us join your club? Uh, and Nico's like, no. Nico, Nico, no. Nico, Nico, <laughs> no. Nico, Nico, never. Nico, Nico, get the fuck out of the club. <laughs> Nico, Nico, stop being idle. But then at some point, Hanayo like looks at all of Nico's idol merch because the club room is full of idol merch. And Hanayo, being an idol fangirl, is like, oh my god, you have like all of this like super rare idol merch. You are so cool. You must be the best idol person. And like, oh my god, senpai. And then that strokes Nico's ego. And she's like, Nico, Nico, maybe. <laughs> this conversation is making me go, Nico, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> So then they're like, okay, so why won't you let us, like, why won't you say yes straight up? Why won't you let us merge our clubs? Oh, I just also want to rewind. They're looking at, like, the merchandise, and there's one where it's like, Nico's like, oh, I have, like, the signature of this Akihabara maid that's super rare. Mm. Mm. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. 
But yeah, so they're like, why won't you let us merge our clubs? And Nico's like, you guys aren't good enough. And Honoka's like, we practice like all the time. We have good music. And Nico's like, you are missing a key part of being an idol. You don't have Nico, Nico, ni. <laughs> yeah, they don't have personas. Persona. Which is persona. Persona. You never see it coming. And then it's dancing all night. <laughs> uh, Sarah, dancing star night. Dancing star night. <laughs> dancing me night. So yes, they need personas. And each of the girls are like, they try little personas. And Nico's like, yeet. <laughs> you have failed the vibe check. You have failed the vibe check. The third years are strong with these vibe checks. Right? Yeah. So th- like all the other girls, so then later on, they're like, well, we have to impress Nico. Obviously, we don't live up to her superior idol standards. Don't know why they decided this is the thing they want to do at this point. No, nope. whatever. Uh, they also hear from Nozomi being like, "Oh well, actually, Nico has a dark past." Cue the sad violin music, where you find out that Nico is jealous of the idol group. What? No, I would not have I know, guessed right? that at all. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if it's this episode or later on, but it turns out that back when Nico was a first year, she had started this idol appreciation group as a, like an idol, actual idol group. And Nico was so strict, quotes, on all the other girls that they all quit. Good for them. Yep. Uh, more Sounds th- like a toxic relationship. Get out. Yeah, more than likely Nico was Nico and they were like, okay, goodbye. Which is fair. Anyways, they decide that the best way to do this is to, after hearing the story about Nico's past from Nozomi, they're like, well, the best way to get Nico to accept us is to convince her that she can join our group and be our friends. So the next day at Idol Club, Nico walks into the club and all the girls are sitting down and Nico's like, Nico Nani the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then Honika's like, Idol Research, Bucho, you, we need to consult you about our next concert where all seven of us will sing. And then Nico like does like her mental math is like, wait, seven of us? And then there she's are... she's like that meme of like a woman with all the algebra <laughs> the floating around. Lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nico's like, what do you mean? And then they're all like, hey, hey, hey. And then Nico's like, fine. And so she she's like, okay, we'll do this. All seven of us. This is like the weirdest approach to if you can't beat them, join them. Right? From both sides. If if you can't get this girl to be nice to you, then just let her join your idol group. Right? But like, she's so, like, we haven't even seen the worst of her yet, honestly. Because like, she doesn't improve. She stays a bitch throughout like the whole show and everyone's just kind of okay with it. And that is honestly one of the most frustrating parts of this series. So later on uh, at practice, uh, Nico leads them on uh, Nico Nico Nying, which, which again we are saying Nico Nico Ni. This is what this is what Nico does. So if you have not watched Nico, Love Live, Nico, if you have not watched Love Live, Nico is like her thing is she like holds her hands up like you know like the little like cat, uh, like shadow puppet. Okay, shape. Sarah. You know <laughs> honestly what this is though. 
She kind of does the UT hand sign. <gasps> She's into the uni- <laughs> Okay, so she gets into the University of Texas. University of Texas extreme. Extreme, U- extreme University of Texas. She just really wants to be a University of Texas extreme idol. And so she puts her hands like that. And then she just says the words, Nico, Nico, ni. And that's what her, apparently her whole persona is. It's just these words, Nico, Nico, ni. Mm-hmm. And okay, sidetrack for half a second. So I've got some friends who are very into Love Live. And we've had this conversation multiple times where they'll be like, Star, why don't you like Love Live? And I'm like, all these reasons. And they're like, well, it's, not, it's actually like this. It's actually like that. Blah. And I'm like, if they wanted me to care, they should have put it in the anime. Because here's the thing. So apparently, Nico has a sad backstory where the Nico Nico knee thing was something that her dad used to do. And then, like, to get her to cheer up. But then her dad's dead. And so that's how she, like, continues his legacy or whatever. And this is something you find out in the mobile game. But here's the thing. If you wanted me to care, you should have put it in the anime. Because right now it's just an annoying character quirk. It is. And even then, if Nico's so into idols, then she knows a lot about idols. She should know that having like a weird catchphrase that doesn't make sense doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, well, here we are. All right, episode six. Uh, so all the girls are taking promo videos and pictures for the student council for whatever reason. Because I guess they want to do this for something about the school or something. I don't know. Big shrug. And they're like, hey, we're doing this. And then uh, Nozomi's like, oh, this is great. So Nico, I assume, is the president because it's on the forums, but who's the leader of the idol group? And all the girls are like, who is the leader of our idol group? So this episode is kind of centering around like the who should be the leader? Who should be in charge and be in the center and sing the center songs? Honoka's like kind of at this point been the assumed leader because she's the one who brings them all together is the Genki one is like the mm-hmm. you should join our group. And later at the club meeting, uh, Honoka's like, hmm, why am I the leader? I don't like do as much as Umi or Magi or Kotori. And so Honoka's like, well, maybe I shouldn't be the leader. And the others are like, I guess Umi could be the leader. And then Umi and everyone else are like, are you sure about this, Honoka? And Honoka's like, yeah, it's cool. (laughs) Which, like, (laughs) it's cute. Because Honoka's like, yeah, I'm a chill person. I don't feel jealous about this. I just want to sing and dance with my friends. And anyways, they end up being like, okay, maybe we'll just do a thing where we have a competition to see who could be the leader. And they have, like, all these, like, who can do the DDR the best? Who can get the highest score karaoke (laughs) montage? Uh, who can hand out flyers the best, which is funny. And then, like, Katori is, like, absolutely amazing at it for reasons we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anyways, at the end, uh, they're all apparently about even in skill, is what they say. <laughs> so then Honoka's like, why do we even need a leader? We can all be the leader. And we could just switch off who's singing, and no one needs to be, like, more in charge than anyone else and the other girls are like okay Hanukkah wink wink but then later on they're all talking to themselves and they're like Hanukkah's our leader yeah yeah 
You also know that Honoka's the leader because she always gets the big dramatic solo parts at the end of songs. She does. And then also just like the way the plot works in the show is every other girl's like thing hinges on Honoka. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like them being like, oh, Honoka's the leader. If you think about it, it's not like a nice thing. Honoka's just like, I just want to have fun with my friends and I don't want this huge responsibility placed on me. And all of them but kind of- But in reality, it's like, I just want to have fun with my friend. And then all the other girls are like, okay, Honoka, I know you said you just want to have fun with your friends, but what if you didn't? <laughs> what if What if all of our happiness depended on your happiness? Without mm-hmm. you deciding, with like, this, this is not your choice. We are deciding this for you. Yeah. So... I don't know. I I feel like they put too much on Honoka. And also, like, while she is, like, their, like, common thread as far as being a friend goes, like, if she doesn't want to do it, you don't have to make her do it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which will be important at the end of season one. Uh (sighs) We'll get there. Anyways, episode seven. This is, no, again. This is episode seven of the first season of Love Life. We are over halfway through. And Hanayo comes in and says, they are going to hold Love Life. What? You mean the title, the title of, the, of show? the show? And you're like, wait a second. I-, I thought this was just like a name that they decided. But no, Love Life is apparently a thing in the show that doesn't come up till halfway through the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Honoka's like, what's love life? And all the others are like, what's love life? And then Hanayo's like, you don't know what love life is, even though this is the it's first year. It's this really popular anime. That- <laughs> <laughs> like the serpent eating its own tail. <laughs> but anyways, apparently love life is going to be a big competition for all of Japan's school idols. And... They all the the school idols in the whole country of Japan are going to participate. They're gonna determine who gets to like be in the final competitions by like who's in the top twenty on this idol ranking website that they got into by question mark way. And Hanai was like, "I am so excited to watch this." And then everyone else is like, "Okay, but what if we actually tried to get it?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how far away are we? And then they look on their little idol ranking website thing, and they're actually, like, not that far back. They're, like, 50-something. So it's like, okay, maybe we will try to do this. An attempt shall be made. An attempt shall be made. And then they're like, okay, well, I guess we need to ask the school permission to enter since we're asking underneath the school's name because it's a school idol group. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're like, what if we just did not go to the student council because Ellie hates us and is mean. Mm -hmm. And we just ask Kotori's mom because she's kind of the more in charge person. And also she likes us. She likes us better because we have her daughter hostage. Nepotism. This is nepotism. Nepotism. But yeah, they go inside the student council room and Ellie's there already. And Ellie is angry and... Not not be, at first. Ellie is not angry because of the school idol thing because Ellie doesn't notice them at first. Ellie is upset because she had come up with some other plan to save the school, and Kotori's mom's like, "Hey, this ain't gonna work." Uh, and then the others end up coming in, and they're like, "Let's do love life." And then Kotori's mom is like, "Okay." And then Ellie's like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> and then Kotori's mom is like, "As long as you get good grades, it's okay." 
Katori's mom is like, you have passed the vibe check. And Ellie's like, no. No. <laughs> Yoinks the, the, the cringe thing away from Ellie. <laughs> Certified not cringe. Not cringe. And Ellie in the background just like clenches her fist like, no, no, no. So Ellie's upset. Uh, but they are going to be able to at least try to get into love life. So, hey, that's cool. And... Also, they realized by looking up their rankings that they hadn't checked in a while that they're actually getting kind of popular. And then on the way home from school, Umi sees a girl watching a video of their performance, like on her phone. And it was like from an angle of something or like one of the performances. And it was like from an angle that they didn't take or know about. And the girl looks up at Umi and she's like, oh, my God, you're a muse. And then she's like. My sister recorded this for me. And Umi's like, who the hell is your sister? And the little girl is like, my sister, Ellie. (laughs) And you're like, what? I thought this was like a great twist. Because like, honestly, I was like, the person who recorded it was probably Nozomi or somebody. But it was Ellie. Oh, plot twist. Umi, Ellie, and Arisa, the the little sister. So Arisa is like the same age as Honoka's little sister. They're both like last year's in junior high school and so they all sit down arisa ellie and umi and ellie's like you found out my dark secret (laughs) apparently what had happened is ellie apparently hate recorded this video the third year i just okay my opinion they're a bunch of bitter bitches apparently great (laughs) like like nozomi's just kind of chill but the other two except nozomi is gross well, I mean, aside from aside that. Aside from that, yeah. No, but yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, so Ellie turns out hate recorded this and put them on the idol ranking site just to prove to them that school idols aren't popular and was hoping they would... That backfired. Right, and like, what? what, is she, what are you... Because if your goal is to try to save the school, what does wasting your time trying to like make these girls bitter and give up do for you? Like, they're not wasting mm-hmm. resources. Nope. I don't know. Well, anyways, you find out that Ellie uh, moved into Japan relatively recently from Russia, where she used to be a ballet dancer. And when she was in ballet, she was like really competitive and very serious. And so Umi ends up seeing this like a video of her Ellie's performance when she was younger. And she's like, wow, so I understand where Ellie's coming from, because she's seeing our group as something that's not serious and like doesn't matter. But like her whole thing which is dancing used to be her life and if we're dancing but we're doing it bad no wonder she doesn't like us which is it's a bit of a logical leap to me but it's fair i mean it's kind of like the same thing where people are like anime isn't real art or whatever or like you can't you know like you people who are like oh i, I will never watch spirited away because it's animated you know like there's people who are like that about other things so i can kind of see that yeah. logic yeah, so that's Ellie's dark secret. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> oh, I guess the other thing that I wanted to mention is one thing I think is cute is that there's the same opening and ending on every episode of Love Live, but the ending theme sometimes is, is sung by different characters, like different members of Muse. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, this one had Ellie singing it, and her voice is like my favorite one of the group. Yeah, honestly. So my my three favorite voices. I have like one for each year. Ellie has a very nice voice. Umi has an amazing voice. She's Chihaya. Is also pretty good. Yeah, she's Chihaya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's fun because like if you listen to the uh, albums, like all three of them are on this one song, and I I don't know if they do others, but the one that's really popular is Soldier Game. It's a fucking bop. Oh, I will have to listen. It's very good. It was one of my favorite songs when I played the mobile game for like two weeks. Heck yeah. <laughs> when it first came out in English. Yeah, I actually, I like Love Life's music a lot too. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's got some good tunes. They have good tunes. A lot of the costumes are very hit or miss for me though, which is why I've never really cosplayed it. We got to do the Grand Blue. But we'll get into that. <laughs> we got to do the Grand Blue cover. Yeah. Well, that, well, the ones I super want to do are Love Life Sunshine yeah. ones. Because I wanted to do the Rico one and you wanted to do the Hanamaru girl. One, and ha- have they released all of the Muse ones yet? Yes. I think, oh, I thought it was just Honoka. Yeah. Oh, no, you know what? I do remember this. They were, like, I don't care about Muse as much, so they just kind of went shoop, over my head, I, and I forgot. I play a lot of Grambler. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> episode 8. <laughs> uh, so on episode 8, they find out that the school is going to have an open campus event in two weeks, and if they don't get enough people signing up for the event, the school is going to end up closing sooner than expected, which is like a big shock. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, this came out of kind of nowhere, but also expected because the school's failing. And then Honoka's like, I have an idea. And then Ellie's like, no. (laughs) Because Ellie is still (laughs) not having it. She had the conversation with Umi about like why she's serious but she's like, this is me. I'm not going to approve anything. You guys aren't serious enough. But so Ellie is kind of going through the whole, we're going to attract people to our school by talking about their history. And I guess there's alpacas. And then all the other girls are like, okay, but what if we attracted people to our school by being like those cool University of Texas extreme idols? <laughs> I love that this has become a thing. <laughs> it's important. But anyway, so like they're having their dance practice being like, okay, we're going to have a performance anyways. We're going to attract people. We talk to Kotori's mom and Kotori's mom probably will let us do it. And Umi like at dance practice is like being like extra strict with them because Umi had Mm -hmm. seen Ellie's videos. Like after practice, they all hear about it. And then they're like, or like Umi's like, maybe we could have Ellie teach us to dance. And everyone else is like, no, Ellie is like really mean to us. And then Honoka's like, I want everyone to join our group and I want her to teach us how to dance. It's just like all the third years are just like, this person's being mean to us. The obvious solution is to let them join our idol group. Yeah, it's like the second year is like Honoka is all like, everyone's going to join our idol group and we're all going to be friends. And then all of her, like the other second years are like, hey, whatever Honoka says. And all the first years are like, oh, these second years know what they're doing. They're pretty chill. And all the third years are like, hate, 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 hate. So mm-hmm. we are filled with rage. Rage. Except Nozomi is less filled with rage and more like I'll just be a little bit antagonistic. <laughs> <laughs> like the weird mysterious like anime character who stands in the shadows and like guides their fates. Uh so Honoka is like, okay, I agree. Let's go ask Ellie to teach us. And so Honoka's like, hey Ellie. Hey, hey, uh, hey Ellie. Why don't you teach us how to dance? And everyone's like, Ellie's not going to say yes. But then Ellie's like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> what? And Ellie's like, 
but I'm going to push you so hard and you have to meet my standards. Because it like she's remembering all of her times where she was dancing and wasn't good enough, but then did better and like got to competition level of her ballet, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's like super harsh at practice. And Ellie's like, I'm going to be so hard on them. They're just going to give up because they're just wishy-washy idols who don't really understand dance. <laughs> but then Honoka's like, okay, this was great. Come back tomorrow. And et cetera, et cetera. And they're all, all the girls are like, we're doing it. We're doing good. Come back tomorrow. And then later on, Nozomi confronts Ellie and being like, what are you doing this for? Like, what do you really want? Dun, dun, dun. In your heart of hearts, what do you desire? You must look deep inside yourself. I will read your poem and tell you what you really want. I must do the cards. Cards. Anyways, so the next day, Honoka and everyone else are still there for practice. And Ellie's like, wow, you came back after I was so harsh on you. And then Honoka's like, yep, we did. And also, please join Muse. And Ellie is like, shaky shaky hand and she's like what will I do and then she holds Onuka's hand and shakes it and she's like yes I will join Muse yay she went from being super mean to agreeing because within like one episode because of the power of dance (laughs) (laughs) we danced our way to glory they danced into Ellie's heart and then Kotori's like yay now we have eight members and Nozomi's like no the cards have spoken. You have nine members. And they're like, nine. what? <laughs> She's like, just like I predicted, there are nine members, just like the nine goddesses of music. And that is why I suggested the name Muse. Oh. Oh. And anyways, <laughs> they are all there. And then they practice. And then they have their performance at the open house event for getting new people at the school. Yay! They did Yay. it. And there's like a little it. montage of their performance and it was pretty cute. Most of the most of it is like them hanging out as nine people and practicing and dancing. A lot of the times they like mm-hmm. have their performances and the performances are intercut with like all the things that led up to their performance. I feel like that's kind of a trope yeah. of love life. Yeah, because it, it, it's a trope of a lot of idol mm-hmm. anime in general, because like if you cut in with this other stuff, you don't have to animate dancing as much. Absolutely. And then also like for people who might skip through just some dancing, singing, it gives you something to look at. But eh, yeah. I mean, they, it pays off later because they do show full performances sometimes. But yeah. yeah. So all nine girls are together. Yay! Nine. And it's episode nine. And nine. Nine. There's so much nine going on. I'm like casually looking at the camera being like, hey, anybody who likes Critical Role, listen to our podcast. Hey, hey, nine. Nine. (laughs) I know they're out there. Give me attention. Oh, yes, absolutely. Talk to me about Critical Role. I just got caught up. (laughs) So episode nine, all nine members are together. Yay. Nine. And I'll stop. I promise. <laughs> because of nepotism, they were able to get a bigger club room, so that's good. Because Ellie is doing council president. <laughs> <laughs> nepotism. Nepotism. And other good news: the open campus event went so well that they are gonna wait on the final decision to close the school for longer because they got so many people applying to go. 
Wow. Yay. It's good. Uh, and also, Muse apparently went up in rankings, so they're getting even closer to being in the top 20 to be in Love Life. Go beans. And so at that point, they're like, okay, so we are getting good at being idols. And why don't we do some more research on idols? So they're like, let's go to Akihabara and we're going to look at all the idol merch and think about idol fans and being idols. So all the (laughs) girls, except Kotori, go after school to Akihabara. And they're like, wow, look at all this stuff. Look at... And they were like dressed in their Nico because in the first few episodes, Nico wears like this disguise where she has like a face mask on and dark sunglasses and like a coat. And it's like, oh, you can't find me. She's way ahead of the COVID curve. Way ahead. But anyways, a lot of them <laughs> end up dressing that way and they're like, oh, no one will find us. But then they give up because it, it was too much. Yep. It's also like summer. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> big coats are not great. It's hot. But they're like, oh, wow, there's so much Arise merch. And then Rin's looking around at the store and she's like, wow, this girl, look, like the girl in this pin looks just like Hanayo. And then they're like, wait, it is Hanayo. So apparently there is a bunch of merch about them. There's a bunch of Muse merch, which is hype because that means they're popular. But it's not good because they didn't know it was being made. And they're high schoolers. Yeah, that's like... Um, and it's just being sold that's some sus shit black market idol like like, like yeah, yes if it if in this fictional universe the only people who are buying school idol merch are people like nico who are other high schoolers but if you expand on that to any sort of like little like nugget of real life it's creepy just big oof big oof so yeah they have a bunch <laughs> of their merch there and then Honoka's like, oh, wow, it's our merch. And then she, like, looks over and she's like, oh, look. And then there's this picture of Kotori in a maid outfit? Question mark? Anyways, Kotori. And then Kotori shows up in a maid outfit. And then you find out that she, flashback to earlier, is the legendary maid of Akihabara. <laughs> and she works at a maid cafe. Dun, wah, dun, wah. dun. What the rest of this episode is, is they're like, hey, you were a maid, you know a lot about Akihabara. This is like such a cool place because there's so many people here who really love idols. It's like the founding spot for University of Texas Extreme and Arise. (laughs) And why don't you teach us everything special about Akihabara and we will have a performance here, like a street performance. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, like, a little bit of them, like, going to the maid cafe and being maids in the maid cafe because it's an anime and fan service. <laughs> yep. Yuff. Um, but, yeah, anyways, they end up writing a song uh, with the help of Kotori. So, for this one, Kotori must have done the outfits and the song. But, yeah, so they all... So, Kotori ends up writing a song and making cute outfits for their street performance. And they put it on in Akihabara. And they get a bunch of fans. Yay. And their outfits Yay. are, they all wear made outfits because, of course, they mm-hmm. do. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, oh, hey, let's have fun time. We'll dance in Hagiabra. This is great. We love being idols. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So, a little bit of a filler episode, but also kind of another excuse to have another song in there. So, sure, I'm cool when there's new songs and new performances. Yep. And then finally, episode 10. We're 10 episodes in. And we are finally here. It is the beach episode. The beach beach episode! episode. (laughs) So important! 
Yup. Yeah. So the big point of this episode is they all are it's summer, like school's on break for a week or whatever, uh, but they know that love life's coming up and they need to get up in the rankings. And they're like, hey, we need a place to train. And then they find out that Maki has a beach house because she's rich. <laughs> of course. She's the rich secondary one. And so they're like, we'll go to your beach house and we'll train. Yay. Yay. Uh, but one of the things that is mentioned is Ellie is like, hey, we are all in the same club. You guys need to start calling us by our first names and stop using like the senpai and kohai honorifics because like we can't be like an idol group on equal footings if we're so formal to each other. Hmm. But uh, basically, they all kind of have trouble with it on and off. Um, but at the end of the training camp, they're all good. They get in a pillow fight. They hold hands on the beach. It's cute. They're friends. It's a beach episode. There's not a lot to say. <laughs> it's your stereotypical anime beach episode. It's pretty stereotypical. I would say a lot of it reminded me of the K-On! Beach episode. Rich girl has beach house? Check. Check. They all goof off? Check. But they can become closer as friends? Check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beach. Beach. But it was enjoyable. I love a beach episode. <laughs> oh, I love me a good, love beach, me a good episode. beach episode. And you're like swirling your wine. <laughs> mm, yes, uh, I can taste the tannins in that beach episode. <laughs> it's sandy. Mm, yes, <laughs> just like a beach episode. So episode 11, which, okay, I keep bringing up episode numbers, but I do want to point out, I was not expecting to go this far without like significant mention of Love Life. Because currently, like the event of Love Life, because currently the event that is Love Live has been mentioned, but isn't like a main focus. So yeah, yeah. Because like you, the way I could see this happening is like if you slightly reordered events, what might make the narrative a little bit stronger and more like, what's the word I'm looking for? Cohesive. Cohesive is a good word for it, but it's just like there's more forward motion. Like there's more stakes. Mm -hmm. um, is you mention Love Live right around the time that you find out that the school is closing. You f say, "Hey, I have an idea. If we become school idols and we win Love Live, then maybe our school won't be shut down because that's how we get recognized." Instead of what kind of ended up being a wishy-washy, "Oh, we'll just make school idols and hope we get famous." Yeah, and then they just kind of do through no effort of their own. And also, there's not really any connection to what keeping the school open means versus love life being important. So it's kind of like there's two like different tracks, which I guess kind yeah. of leads into the ending of the season. We'll get there. Yeah. Although I did just realize I just described love life sunshine. Maybe that's why I like it better. It's a lot more focus. One of like a bunch of different reasons, but we'll get there. I'm going to do my love life sunshine Heck episodes eventually. Yeah. So... You find out at the beginning of episode 11 that Muse is rank 19. So they are in the top 20 currently. Wow. But it's still a while till Love Live. So they need to like maintain their position if they want to get in. So they're all like, okay, so we need to like keep up. We need to keep rising in the ranks. Uh, we need to find ways to like put new content out. So people keep paying attention to us. So we don't lose to other groups who are also trying to be competitive. Mm -hmm. And so Ellie's like, hey, there's a school festival coming out. 
why don't we focus on making a performance for the school festival that'll be as amazing as possible and they're like okay we'll do this for the school festival though to use the auditorium there's like a little lottery system and they're like nico you are president you can draw for us the spot to get into the auditorium and nico doesn't nico nico nope nico nico nope nico nico they don't have a space to perform now uh-oh so they're like well this sucks <laughs> we were kind of relying on having a place to perform because we are performers so now what do we do and hodoka's like why don't we have a roof performance and we'll just be so good and so loud that everyone will come upstairs and watch us and everyone's like yay <laughs> this sounds great and the kotori except for kotori who's like yeah that sounds great and you're like what's going on with kotori why is she so sad now question mark question, question mark? mark question she, mark she just had a good time at the beach and it has maids why is she sad now <laughs> but yeah so they're all like okay we're gonna work on the concert and then Hanuka goes like gung ho she's like I am going to practice my hardest and she ends up like staying super late practicing she practices in the rain she practices like day night sunshine 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 and then guess <laughs> who wakes up day of the school festival with a cold I guess Honoka. Yeah. She got sick. Of course she did. Stupid. And like, you know she's gonna because like there's like a scene where she like has like a little bit of a sniffle or she's a little tired and then she goes out in the rain to train and you're like if you're an What are you doing? If you're an anime character, you never go in the if you are in an anime, you never go in the rain. No. Nope. No. Cause you'll either get struck by lightning and then it's zombie land saga. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or you catch a cold and it ruins something in the plot. Or like the whole to J Tokyo Japan floods and it's weathering with you. <laughs> it's a trio Venn diagram. Which anime is Which it? Which anime? <laughs> but yeah, don't go either way. Don't go outside. There's a large chance you're going to get sick for whatever important event's going to happen because rain makes you sick if it's anime. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like all rain is acid rain, but instead of acid, it's just the plague. The plague. It just rains down sniffles. It just rains down the bubonic plague. <laughs> like, it's just a bunch of rats, and they're like, Skee! and you're like, oh, fuck! <laughs> so, yeah, it's raining. And also, you find out at the same time that Kotori has, like, some sort of deadline coming up, and only Umi knows something about it, and you're like, what's going on between Kotori and Umi, and why is Kotori so sad? And then Umi's like, you gotta tell Hanukkah, and the audience is like, you gotta tell us too, please. Yeah, this is like the opposite of dramatic irony. We have no idea what's going on. It's dramatic annoying me. And then Katori's like, I'll tell Honoka after a performance today, this rainy day. And then, so they're like, okay. So they go and they're ready to do a performance, but Honoka shows up sick because she overworked herself. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'll be okay. I'll do the performance anyways. So they go up on the roof and... Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Yeah? She's Cujo 10. <laughs> yeah, she's 10. <laughs> They're all connected. They're all connected. <laughs> so they go up on the roof to, to do the performance and it's raining still. 
of course. And there's not a lot of mm-hmm. people there. There's like a couple people with umbrellas and they're probably all her classmates. So no one knew. Hey, Sarah, you know what this also is? What? C- Cinderella girls. Yeah, it is. This is like a strong <laughs> trope. Yep. So they go up on the roof and they do their performance and then Hanukkah dies. Rip. Rip. And that's love life. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our love life coverage. So uh, final thoughts, Sarah? Uh, I think that it was really weird that they decided to kill off the main character before the second season. (laughs) Hmm, hmm, I concur. This is a weird plot point. And I do think it was really weird that they decided that this next season was only Nico. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I I feel like the anime just took a bad turn there. Nico, Nico, nope. (laughs) Okay, Sarah concept uh-huh Illumica minati <laughs> it's three it's it's three king blades but they're in a triangle shape yes. oh my and there's an anime eye in the middle oh my god you gotta draw that star <laughs> i'm gonna i'm oh going to oh my gosh <laughs> you gotta make car decals of that i god please anyway anyway <laughs> So, yeah, so Hanukkah dies, and then all the other girls... Episode 12. Hanukkah dies at the end of episode 11. Episode 12, the other girls are, like... They go to her funeral. They go to her funeral, and it's really sad. And they're, like, they tell the ghost of Hanukkah, hey, we decided not to do the rest of the performance without you because you died. And then Hanukkah, the ghost... uh, (laughs) This is a lot. So, Zombieland Saga... Oh no! <laughs> She's the occult one. Maybe she can talk to ghosts. Maybe she can. Idle seance. Honoka's alright. She has a sprain. That's it. But she collapsed because she should not have done everything she did. Uh, and then this is where you get the, I guess, kind of trope of the main character blaming everything that bad that happens to the group on herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, this is all my fault. Uh, we didn't finish our performance. We're never going to make love life now. And then Ellie's like, actually, uh, we pulled ourselves out of love life because we got chastised by Kotori's mom for trying too hard. We, she called us tryhards and said that we've no longer passed the vibe check. I don't know what that was about. She cringe stamped me. <laughs> right on the forehead. Right on my forehead. And it's like still there. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it hasn't washed off just yet. So it's still like you just see like the little phantom ghost of like this cringe stamp on her forehead. Yeah. And then at the same time, you also get shots that Kotori is packing. Uh-oh. And you're like... Why are you packing, Kotori? My friends are too cringe. I have to leave the country. Basically. <laughs> this whole episode has just become a giant Yes, shit it bus. has. She needs to leave the country so she can go search for Haru- it was Haruki to find Zero. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Kotori is actually the songwriter for Idol 7. <laughs> Oh my god, Sarah. Anyways. The idle days continuity yes. is getting so oh, crazy yes. right We're now. only kind of co- like combining a few. We need to fit Seco boys in here. Uh, in one of the, they go to the art room and there's a statue in a katak. Uh, and because it was delivered by the moon, Sukiyuna. Uh. Okay, so they're like, okay, well, even though we're not doing Love Live, We'll do still do like one more performance. Like we'll do another performance to make up for it. And Honika's like, "Yeah, this will be fine. It'll be okay." 
then it turns out also like like so things are starting to look up so like even though they're not in love life hey at least you're doing another performance and then you find out also that oh look they got a ton of applicants at their school looks like the school might not get shut down after all wow that was easy that was easy and then Honoka's like, this is amazing. I need to tell my friends. I need to tell Kotori. Bom, bom, bom. And then bom, bom. Kotori is sad because of a reason that you find out is Kotori is leaving to study abroad. Yep. And she is leaving in two weeks. Dun, dun, dun. Which, so like... This is very last minute leaving the country because like, yeah, for real, because, like you assume that Honoka collapsed. Right. And then it maybe was like mm -hmm. two days max. And then she's like, I'm leaving in two weeks. And like Katori maybe was thinking about this like a week before. Yeah. So she had like less than a month to prepare and decide this. Mm hmm. But yeah, apparently Katori got an opportunity to go to a foreign school to study fashion design because fashion is her passion. <laughs> she's got a passion for fashion. She did. She was gonna tell Honoka, but then Honoka died. Well, I guess first of all, Honoka got too wrapped up in doing this like performance for the school, and then Honoka died. So she's like, "I never had a chance to tell you." And then Honoka's like, "It doesn't hurt that you're like leaving me as much as the fact that you decided you wanted to tell like Umi and would never tell me or didn't tell me until just now." Hmm. Yeah. So which. Like, it was pretty shitty of Katori not to tell. Like, I understand, but, like, you're leaving the country in two weeks. You should have told your friends. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so. It's like, wow, cool friends. Cool, friendship. cool friendship dynamic you guys have going on. Basically, the big thing that happened is Katori is leaving. Honoka is upset. And all the other girls are like, well... This definitely causes problems for everything else, huh? Mm-hmm. We can't be an idol group with only eight people. That's not enough. So that, so the eight people idol group, Honoka's best friend leaving, and then her little bit of blaming herself for losing the performance at the beginning of the episode sends Honoka into a spiral. And she's like, mm -hmm. watches like things about Arise from University of Texas Extreme. And she's like, I'm never going to be as good as them. Our group's never going to be good as them. Why does it matter? This is your stereotypical main character has a breakdown episode. Yes. But then it's kind of also involved with the whole, well, hey, we got a bunch of applicants. Our school's not shutting down. And this is my goal. But at what cost? And if this is, if my goal was to not let the school shut down and my goal has been achieved, then like, what's the point anymore? Mm hmm And actually, so here's the thing. I haven't watched this show since it first came out, right? But like listening to you describe it, there's no proof that they were the ones who had anything to do with the school not shutting down. This is true. Though I think it's implied because um, at the beginning of the series, there is like Yukiho, her sister, is like, I'm going to UTX because they have idols. And then like at this point, you like have little scenes with Yukiho being like, I'm going to go to Otono Kizaka because your idol group has gotten popular. So hmm. you kind of get a little of that through like the middle schoolers characters that you have. Hmm. 
It's still not a lot, though. Yeah. That, that's maybe, like, a handful of people, but, like, to save a school from getting shut down, presumably a school of several hundred students, you would need several hundred applicants. Are we really going to believe that all of them, or at least a good majority of them, were from just because the idol group is popular? Sorry, you cannot doubt the power of idols. Listen, I don't. <laughs> I doubt the power of these idols specifically. Uh, star piles the salt on. <laughs> Now, Just, now, if Makoto had a school idol group, of course. Listen, I would have, I would have changed schools out of the country to go see my girl. But listen, but listen. <laughs> so yes, so at that point, Honoka's down. She's like, "There's not a point anymore." And then the other girls are like, "Hey, why don't we have one more performance before Kotori leaves?" And then Honoka's like, "Nothing really matters." Nothing really matters to me. And then Nico's like, what, do you actually mean that? And then Honoka's like, yep. And she's like, I quit. I'm gone. No shit. Bye. Bye. And Honoka walks away. Dun, 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 dun. So Honoka's crisis. It's unfortunate. The Hon, the Hon crisis. The Hon crisis. So yeah, episode 13, last episode, starts as a downer. Uh, not very... Big, sad energy. Big, sad energy. Honoka is depressed. Uh, she's sad. Kotori is pra- uh, packing up, but she is not happy. Uh, all the other girls are thinking about how Muse ended, like how everything finished up, and they're like, this isn't good. Uh, there is- there's only seven of us. Maybe, you know, maybe we should color ourselves like the rainbow and change our name. <laughs> change our name to, like, Idol Something 7 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? Idol Just Something the, 7. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, Idol It. We're not, like, we used to be an idol group, and now there's fewer of us, so we're ch- kind of like Idol Idolish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, well, this is a lot. Why don't we... Like, stop practicing for now, and we'll just focus on our other things, and we'll reevaluate later, like, when all of this blows over a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, you, like, so you get, like, little scenes of all the girls, like, doing their own thing, like, Kanayo with the alpacas, and Umi practicing archery. Uh, but you also do get a scene of Kotori and Umi meeting up in Umi's, or in Kotori's empty room, and... Umi's like, so, like, is this actually what you want, Kotori? Hmm. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and then there's also a little scene where you see on TV that, like, Honoka is passing by. She's, like, she was, like, playing DDR with her non-idol school friends and, like, just doing normal high school girl things. And then she sees on TV. Oh, my God. Is she Miki? What? Is she having her Miki episode? I, this kind of reminds me more of, like, the... I guess a little bit, yeah. Well, she's not having, like, it's not, like, fun, like, hangout time. It's more of, like, I'm trying to get back to being happy. (laughs) Mm. It's Miki, but depressed. But, so she sees, like, a little TV thing and sees that Arise won Love Life. And Honoka's like, huh, that could have been us. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Hanukkah also, like, stumbles by, like, the shrine or walks by the shrine and she sees Hanayo, Rin, and Nico practicing because I guess the three of them are, like, even though everyone else is doing their own things, we still want to try to do the idol thing. 
which I mean, good for them, right? So yep, go beans. Go beans. Like that's one thing. Like even though Nico is a lot, I do appreciate the fact that like during this sequence, she's still like, I knew what I wanted. I'm not so wishy washy. I'll still help these other girls do their thing. So there's mm-hmm. one. There's a there's a plus side to Nico. There's a lot of downsides, Nico. Don't get me wrong, but that scale is still very unbalanced. <laughs> but but I do appreciate her in these last few episodes where she's helping Hanayo and Ren out. And yeah, so then Kotori leaves, and Hanukkah never becomes an idol again. And, and that's the end of Love Life. Except so it's not. Oh, because Kotori. This is like where you gotta like start having like that '80s music playing, right? So like they're all like split up, right? Kotori's like again dropped off by her mom, and then the others are like, "Oh, we're gonna have a small concert with just like a little bit of us." And then you find Umi finds Honoka, and Honoka's like wandering around, being like, "Well, I guess there's this concert, and oh, I don't know where Kotori is." And then Umi's like. Hey, Honoka, you know that Kotori's leaving today. And then Honoka's like, was she? And then Honoka starts monologuing about, like, like the, her motivation after the first concert and about how her plan was always just to, like, save Otono Kizaka. And, like, but at the same time, she really enjoyed being an idol. And she knew she dragged Umi and Kotori into this. And... Then she starts, like, in her mind, like, while she's spewing things to Umi, she's, like, realizing that, oh, hey, I wanted to be an idol for selfish reasons, not just to save the school. And then she's like, Umi, I'm so sorry I forced you into this for selfish reasons. I know my dream was to be an idol. I made the excuse that I wanted to save the school, and I was being selfish. And then Umi's like, you know, we we didn't do the idol group because we wanted to save the school. We did the idol group because we like hanging out with you and you always like make <laughs> things fun for us. And then Umi and Honoka are standing on the same state, like on the auditorium stage and they start like singing like the ending OP because, you know, mm-hmm. it's always emotional when they sing the opening or ending in the middle of an episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, especially if it's the last. Oh episode. yeah, absolutely. And then at the airport, at the same time, Kotori is singing too. And then Umi's like, you know, we like sometimes we rely on you being selfish on dragging us to things because you always make the best decisions for us or something. And then Umi's like, Kotori is at the airport right now. I think she's waiting for you to be selfish too. Which, like, this is, again, they're putting so much responsibility on Honoka. Like, for real? If Ko- Kotori like, yeah. needs to make her own decisions, and they don't need to be like, well, I'm only doing what Honoka's doing because that's unfair to themselves, and it's unfair to Honoka. And there's my little rant mm-hmm. there. But <laughs> I guess that's what's going on. So Umi's suspecting that Kotori's only leaving because she's going with the flow, and Honoka... She usually relies on Honoka to break the flow, and Honoka needs to be selfish and bring Kotori back. So, like a 90s rom-com, Honoka runs to the (laughs) airport. She grabs Kotori and whisks her away back to the school. Mm -hmm. And then back... Yeah, I just... I remember that I hated the ending of this season. Yeah, it was... Because it felt like the moral was, don't follow your dreams, stay with your friends and be idols. Yes, it, it did feel like that. And then also... It also felt like, hey, you if you 
don't want to make your own decisions, maybe your friends will make your decisions for you, which it's not, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> That's very guilt trippy, first of all. Yeah. And it's like, you need to figure out what you want and go get it. Don't let other people's opinions be the thing that drives your life. Because here's the thing, right? Freaking Kotori makes all their costumes. You know she likes sewing. She had to have, like, applied for this thing. Or maybe, like, her parents applied yeah, they for say that, her. Yeah, they but... say that her mom applied for her. But, yeah, it's like, you know this is what she wants. If she doesn't want to go out, like, out of the country, then fine. Don't do it. If she wants to go, then let her go. But, like, she's getting... I feel like the only reason she's getting all tangled up in this is because, oh, her friends mean so much to her. It's not forever! This thing is probably, like, a year tops. Yeah. And I'm speaking as someone who left the country <laughs> many times. It's like, I went to an out-of-state college and I didn't know anybody. Guess what? I'm still friends with a lot of my high school buddies. It's not the end of your friendship. It's true. But... It's just, it's this, and the ending of season one infuriates I see me. it like a rom-com where, again, like, the girl is, like, at the airport leaving to meet the other guy, and then the other guy shows yep. up, and then she's, so, like, instead of it being another guy, it's, like, the idols, and it turns out that Kotori's real love was idols all along. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, they bring Kotori back, or Honoka brings her back, just in time because all of the other girls are there, and they're like, "You came just in time for the concert that they haven't practiced." No, they for. haven't. But, <laughs> I mean, but I guess at the same. Well, it's been like two weeks, right, since the other performance. So if they're singing all the same mm-hmm. songs, it hasn't been. I mean, yes, they're two weeks out of practice, but yeah. Yeah. This is all a very quick. Because I was like thinking about this timeline with like season two which is all the same year so like all of this mm-hmm. has to be like taking place within the span of like a month and a half or two months yeah because it goes from like the start of the school year t- until like early fall mm-hmm. so, which i think the start of the school year in japan is what like march and it's like april, april the beginning of april yeah so like they have like three or four months like it's this is a quick timeline <laughs> yeah but yeah so they all dance on stage and they are idols again. Yay! Yay. And then at the end, you get a little like thing that, first of all, it looks like Arise Senpai noticed them. University of Texas Extreme noticed them. And <laughs> they decide they're going to remake their Love Live idol ranking page. So they're, they're real school idols again. Yay! Yay. Season one. So yeah, season that one. was season one of Love Life. Wow. wow. Season two is next. Yep. yep. So, Sarah, I, I, I realized something, though. Uh-huh. We, we spent this entire time. We haven't touched on the animation at all. No, we like haven't. Any of the songs. Yes, we have not. So, Love Live is one of the ones that uses, like, a mix of 2D and 3D in their performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think you mentioned before that, like, the Love Live thing is like when you see like feet on the ground it's 3d and then if it's a head or yeah. waist up it's 2d and that's pretty much the rule <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's something that i i like named a while ago like back when the show was first getting popular it's like the love live rule so if if the money shots are the ones where you see the characters faces if you see characters like from the waist up or closer 
then it's probably hand drawn mm-hmm. because those are the ones that gotta look nice. But if if you see leg, if you see crotch, if you see anything below the lower fifty percent of their bodies, it or there's more than two people in the shot, it's probably two D or it's probably or 3D. if it's a moving camera, or it's a moving yes. camera, yeah. So and the three D is it gets better. It does. But it's not great. No, it's a... Even by the end, it's not great. It is very much... I guess... It's probably phone game quality, honestly. Yeah. So it's not... The phone game looks better than this, though, is the thing. It's not super well rendered. They do get, like, the the dead eyes. Oh, my God, Sarah. No, I, I have the perfect metaphor for this. Have you ever seen, like, those Japanese festival masks, but they're, like, Precure characters? Yeah. That is their face. That's what the Love Life 3D animation looks yeah. like. And it's especially trippy when you see, I believe it's in episode six. There's like a song and dance number at the very end of the episode because they just got like all six of their members. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're super hype about, or maybe it's seven because Nico's in there too. Yes, um, that would make sense. I think. Yeah, and there, there's two, a shot with, like, two characters. There's a couple different shots with, like, two characters, and they're swapping off singing parts. So, like, one person is kind of towards, is kind of forward in the shot, and they're the one, like, kind of dancing and walking towards the camera, and they're animated in 2D. But then there's going to be a, their partner just behind them vibing, and they're animated in 3D. And it's so creepy side by side. Yeah. It's like, oof, those dead eyes mm-hmm. are so scary. They definitely get the strong dead eyes. They, like, it, it's just, it's very clear. So, like, it's not, it's not super seamless, I guess is the best way to put it. And then. No, definitely not. But, but the parts that are animated in 2D are well done. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have good music. I like the Love Live music a lot. I think it's very mm-hmm. good. Uh, I like the girls' voices. I think they're all good. There's nobody who's like really stands out as Kotori's is a little too high for me. She kind of sounds like she's she's choking on her own throat a lot. She gets a little anime girl, but I think it's still good. She she's like anime girl on helium. <laughs> it's <laughs> Pour, star pours on I'm the salt here. I'm Scotty. Wow, look at me go! I can't even make my voice go that high. Oh I god, I think she's cute. My name's Kotori. Hi, I'm Kotori. I'm a school idol. Hi, I'm Kotori. I smoke six packs a day. <laughs> I go outside and I feed the birds. <laughs> Don't you know me? I used to be a famous maid in Akihabara. <laughs> Takes a whiff of her cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's season one of Love yeah. Live. Though I will say... I liked it. Like, I thought it was pretty cute. Like, it wasn't the best anime ever. Like, it it wasn't... I think one of the things that I... Like, when I tried to compare it to something like, say, a K-On, I'm like, it's not very good, right? But when I compare it to, like, Mm -hmm. Idolish 7, I actually... I like them pretty equally. Yeah? Yeah. I guess my one thing is, like, we finished this first season, and aside from, like, their assigned character tropes, we really don't know anything about the characters. Well, I mean, you kind of, but you do kind of get a lot. Because, like, there's a lot, I would say, with the first years and second years. The third years you don't know a lot about. But, like, you you do get a lot of character interactions. And they do feel pretty natural because it's not just, like, the you introduce this character, this is their trope. You get a lot of like the characters interacting with each other and like the different ages interacting each other and i think it's kind of nice hmm 
I think I think mostly what I'm 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 a remember I'm remembering a lot of stuff that frustrated me specifically about the second season, mm-hmm. which we can talk more when we do that episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it's like it's it's like it feels like at some points they they get stuck, mm-hmm. and it's like we don't know how to develop these characters anymore. We're just going to keep harping on the tropes we've already established. But we can talk about that more in season two episode. Yes, season two. More salty sweet. More salty. Um, but yeah, so we are going to cut it off here yeah. because we've been recording for like two hours yep. and we still have another 12 episodes. Yeah, um, But two. we'll be back. Our next episode is going to be Love Live Season 2, where we talk more about these Idaroos. Love Live 1 Season 2. <laughs> yes, Love Live 1 Season 2. Live Left Love Live Season 2. <laughs> Illuminati. Or I think just Illuminati is better. Yes. I, I support this. God, we, we made a lot of memes <laughs> We this really episode. did. I'm so ready. This is our memeiest episode so far, which is wild. The power of Nico compels us. I'm just thinking of that vine of like somebody holding a crucifix up to their dog and being like, the power of Christ compels you! And the dog's just fucking screaming. That dog is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's good. It's being like, ah! Ah! No! <laughs> but yeah. So, season two, we will probably have equally salty, sweet opinions, and it'll be fun. Come back for more grump. <laughs> and not so grump. <laughs> and... <laughs> wow, we've made a Here lot of references are. to other media as well. There we go. <laughs> see, see, watching Idle Days is like, what, what, what's this, like a multi-something series? Multimedia It's a multimedia project. project. <laughs> You have to, you watch us, and then you go watch all the shit that we meme Every on. Single, you have to watch us, you have to watch all the other anime, you have to watch Critical Role, you have to watch Game Grumps. You, you gotta watch Game Grumps. You have to watch High School Musical parodies. <laughs> I still think either you should edit in just like them saying basketball every time you say basketball. Oh my god. It'd be fucking funny. Oh god. Alright, well, this has been Idol Days. I'm Sarah. And I'm Star. And we've been Lady. We'll see you next live. Bye. Bye.